Hello, listeners. In this episode of Capital Calls, we welcome Brian Smiga of Alpha Partners, whose PE fund strategy focuses on growth stage private technology companies led by the world's best investors. Through its unique relationships with over 700 early stage VCs, Alpha Partners is able to create access to over 20% of Series C plus deals. Enjoy this insightful conversation with Brian. As a reminder, this is our publicly available interview. The full interview is accessible to accredited investors who are members on Palico. So Brian, thank you so much for joining us today on uh, Palico Capital Calls. Hey, uh, Lucas, great to be with you. Perfect, perfect. Well, let's dive right into it. And uh, you know, I'd like to uh, spend some time talking about uh, Alpha Partners' value proposition and investment approach, and uh, something that you talk. A lot about is the notion of access. You know, it's something you make reference to in your presentation materials.、Uh, specifically, you talk about、uh, you know having access to over a fifth of U.S. Series C plus deals. So, how do you make this possible? Sure. Well, I think anyone that's invested in private equity, growth equity, and venture realizes that access is the first and the cardinal rule. You've got to get access to the best companies. And you've got to have the reputation and the right to invest in those best opportunities. So at Alpha, starting in about 2014, we started engineering a new way to gain access that's working very well, and it's unmatched by any other growth fund. Sounds too good to be true, but the way Alpha sources is we work with like-minded early-stage venture capital firms who are insiders in the best companies. But they're constrained from following on in the larger mid-stage rounds, and Alpha doesn't want to be their only opportunity for investing in those larger rounds, but just their best opportunity. We share up to half the carried interest because, after all, they're opening up the kimono and sharing their best deal with us. They're helping us underwrite with insider information. They are going to stay on the board and continue to add value. So essentially, we split the carry with them for that privilege. So today, we have 800 VC firms who have shared one or more deals with Alpha, and we've invested in the best 26. And they're going to continue to share their best mid-stage investments with us. So that's how Alpha has this sourcing advantage. Okay, great. Thank you for that. And、um, you know, you kind of spoke to it. You partner with、uh, you know like-minded VC firms who、um, you know might not be able to follow on or participate in follow-on rounds for these great companies. And、um, you know, the specific instrument, just for our listeners, that、um, you use、um, to access those, those types of deals are, are what are called pro-rata rights. For those who might not be familiar, could you talk a little bit about what these pro-rata rights are and how you use these? To enter into your target.、Company. Yeah, let's define pro rata rights. Why these early funds don't always utilize them, and then how it works mechanically. Okay, the preemptive pro rata right is held by an inside equity holder in any Delaware company, and generally by contract in VC deals. It means that if Sequoia is investing in your company, a hundred million, and they're going to put in fifty, and there's fifty more available. The insiders get first dibs on that fifty million, and on a pro rata basis, they can 
get the first guaranteed investment to defend and continue to own their percentage of the company. And then if they don't take it up, others can come in. That's the preemptive pro rata right. And all VCs and all private equity firms have them unless they have rescinded them. And it's very, very valuable because a, a VC firm is going to invest in maybe an average of 30 companies and three or 10% are going to produce the bulk of their returns. And these companies are going to raise a lot of capital in today's market where companies stay private longer, get bigger in the private market, and they're not going to be able to follow on. So a partner like Alpha has built for the current situation. We estimate 20% of invested venture capital, which was 300 billion last year in the bubble, but is over 100 million in any given year. So it's somewhere between 20 and 60 billion in pro rata rights is up for grabs. And we encourage family offices and LPs to do what we do because you might do it on a very small basis whereas Alpha does it on a global basis. Well, why? Why don't they have the money? And aren't you getting the adversely selected deals? And the answer is no, we're not getting the adversely selected deals because we're grading these deals on a seven-point scale to pick the winners out of 300 per year. But why do they not have the capital? Well, first of all, they're smaller specialist funds, typically with 100, 150 million under management. So if one of their companies is raising 100 million and they own 6%, they simply don't have 6 million in reserve left. Second, they can't over-concentrate into any single company, more than 10% of their fund. Thirdly, they can't invest cross funds. So if they invested in the company in their last fund, they can't use this fund's money. And then finally, they don't want to dilute their on-paper returns because they're paying today's prices. So these are the four reasons why the insiders don't follow on in 80% of the pro ratas. Mechanically, here's how it works. Let's take the example of Coupon. A very small investor at the time named Ben wrote the first check to Bomb Kim, the Harvard Business School dropout, who ultimately created the Amazon of South Korea, where Amazon doesn't operate. The company grew to over a billion and GMV was going to 1.7 GMV when Sequoia discovers the company and issues that $100 million term sheet and lets the insiders know they have 10 days to come up with their pro rata. Our guy, Ben, owned 6% of the company, so he had the right to put $6 million into the round. He had $0 left. In fact, he was at a new venture fund. But he had the legal right and was on the board to invest $6 million. What a valuable uh, option he had, right, to, into this company. It was the best company of his career. And so Alpha is going to assist someone like Ben to be able to put his $6 million in. In fact, we like the deal so well, we and our LPs raised our hands for more, and they enlarged the round, and Ben was able to invest $16 million into that Sequoia-led round. Well, that ultimately turned into a 20x return, and Ben got over 10% of the carried interest. So we get to return several hundred million to our LPs. Ultimately, we invested 30 million into Coupang, and Ben gets to keep over 10% of the profits. It's a very constructive model for these early stage VCs, and that's why we have 800 of them sharing deals with us today. 
Awesome. Great. Um, and uh, thank you for sharing the example of Kupang. I want to drill in on that a little bit more. Uh, you know, Kupang is um, one of your success stories um, so far, but uh, thinking about the outlook for these growth stage companies going forward, I think it's no, uh, it's no surprise these days that, uh, you know, venture is in a little bit of a challenging spot, um, you know, partly due to the, to the broader macro environment. So I want to drill into that a little bit more. Why do you think growth stage tech companies right now are well positioned for success, just given everything that's going on? Yeah, and it's not just alpha. I think the smart money is betting on growth, private growth right now. We just have a unique model for pursuing private growth, and we're available to high net worths, family offices, wealth managers, smaller institutions. So why should these LPs be interested in growth? Well, if you can invest in a private asset that is growing on average 100% a year, that's doubling, and you can hold it for two to four years while it continues to double or grow at at least 50% a year, then regardless of how companies are valued today, by the time you exit this company, it's going to be worth two to five X in four years. It's just a given. So the trick is to invest in companies that are growing at close to 100% at the time you invest and that continue to grow at least 50% a year thereafter. And you produce a two to five X return, regardless of how the market is pricing deals. Now, right now, the private market's kind of overcorrected as it tends to do. Like private asset values lag the public market for a bit, then they overcorrect. We don't know where they're going to be one year from now. But I know where they're going to be three to five years from now. They're going to be normalized. If you invest in something that's worth a dollar today and it doubles its revenue every year and compounds for four years, you're going to be in a great position. So this is why private growth is, is, is very exciting. Every other private asset class has been in a bubble from which it has not yet recovered. Real estate, credit, early stage venture, late stage venture. We think growth is the place to be. And we think it's better than public market because public market is going to be subject to a potential recession, geopolitical risk, rate increases, et cetera, at least volatile, perhaps sideways, perhaps down for an unpredictable amount of time. People are sitting on their hands rather than rushing in. So we think private growth is the place to be. All right. Now, um, you know, just to put the skeptics hat on a little bit, um, you know, you talked about the importance of the growth side of the equation, but also thinking about the potential risks that are out there. Let's just take interest rates, for example, to borrow a fixed income term, the term duration or the sensitivity to interest rate increases. There was a metric in um, your, your presentation materials that talked about for every 100 basis point increase in interest rates that shaves off about 10 to 20% off the multiples that you can get on these companies. And that's just taking you know, interest rates alone. My broader question is, how bad do things actually need to get for you to start seeing losses or to, uh, to start getting worried about uh, these companies in your portfolio? We're comfortable right now. I'd say there's two companies out of 20 in our portfolio that may be subject to a down round or a distressed round. They're not going to go out of business. Why are we so comfortable? Because the four last investments we made grew at 180% year over year and will grow at above 100% in the coming year. 
and they're an essential economy, enterprise themes, and one's in digital health. So they're very necessary businesses that are quite recession resistant. And so even though we paid last year's prices for these companies, they've already grown into the value we paid. So we don't see them going backwards. So the reason the whole portfolio has held up is that the entire portfolio has grown 107% last year. This is in companies going back to 2015 that we invested to $4 billion in revenue in essential economy themes. So those companies have already outpaced their current value based in today's multiples. So this is why the growth factor is so key. Now, it can't be growth alone, and we're seeing this more and more. Companies must have a path to break even and ultimately a path to profits, and they must be able to raise a strong enough capital syndicate and two plus years of cash. So this is the other criteria demonstrated in our portfolio. If your LPs look at us, you'll see the companies have two years of cash. They have super strong capital syndicates led by the likes of KKR and Sequoia and Axel and General Catalyst. They're capital efficient. They're category leaders. So you need all these other factors in addition to growth. This was the publicly available portion of our interview with Brian Smiga from Alpha Partners. The rest of the interview is exclusive to accredited investors who are members of Palico. The extended version covers what exit opportunities there will be amid the slowdown in the M&A and IPO markets, key insights and lessons from their past deals, and specific information on how you can be a part of Alpha Partners' investment process. If you are an accredited investor, you can join Palico for free and listen to the rest of the conversation and other exclusive content like this. Head over to palico.com to apply. Palico is the leading tech platform where LPs, from single family offices to large pension funds, can discover and connect with PE funds on the primary market and where they can divest PE fund interests on the secondary market.